Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we are going to dive further into the world of indie romance, answering a couple questions that we get a lot, and just kind of discussing how to go about uh, finding our favorite independent romances. I've been reading, like we said in the last episode, I've been reading a lot of independent romance books since like December. Phoebe's been reading them a lot lately. And we've been getting a lot of questions both on our personal pages and just in general about how we find independent romances, what are some of our favorites, what do we look for in an indie romance, all that. So we're going to answer those questions here, just kind of and talk about what we found and what's on our TBR because whew, it is long. When I got my Kindle, I never thought that I would love it so much because I read on my iPad and I was like, okay, like I read out of necessity on this and especially with like net galleys and all of that. But getting the Kindle, I was like, why is this like so fun to read on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel like such a nerd, but it definitely – because my Kindle came with three months of Kindle Unlimited for free. So I was like, all right, well, now I have to like really, try it out. Yeah, I would try it out. Um, it, my three months just ended, so it showed up on the credit card bill, and Nick was like, what is this digital thing? And I was like, it's it's more books. <laughs> um, but I honestly think it's worth it. If you read more than, th- I guess, what, three books a month on your Kindle, it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, I – it's – I because I use that and I also have Scribd and then obviously the audiobook services. But if I think of how many I utilize a month, like I am, like it is worth it. Like you said, like I'm, I don't know if it's saving money because Kindle Unlimited is basically like a library um, of, it is mostly independent stuff that's on Kindle Unlimited, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I, I don't know if it's exclusive indie, but. It's definitely the vast majority of it. Like almost every, well, every book I've read so far in Kindle Unlimited has been by an indie author. They're, mm-hmm. sometimes they have, no, I think I was going to say, I was thinking of the Beautiful Bastards series by Christina Lauren and they publish things now through gallery books, right? Yeah. But I think their earlier stuff was with a small press. So So maybe it's like small press independently, which makes mm-hmm. sense because the, like I get, especially when I'm like linking things on the blog, I'll get like emails all the time that are like recommendations for you. And it's like from blood and ash, a court of mist and fury. And it's just because those are the things that I like link the most but then if you scroll down in those emails it's like other things you may like based off of your reading Mm -hmm. and that's a big how I used to find independent before you just became the like the Yoda of indie romance for me (laughs) um (laughs) uh I used to like go off of that and I would find some of them and like I'm especially when it comes to like an ebook, like if it's got a cute cover and it, I'm like, all right, fine, whatever, like I'll give it a try. Um, so I think that that's a fun way to find them because 
the, like, I guess the Amazon algorithm or whatever will recommend you books based off of your search history. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that, like, it's really good about picking up, like, the tropes that you like. And I think it's because, I mean, obviously, when it comes to any other genre other than romance, I am of the school of thought that your indie bookstore is always going to give you the better recommendations than any algorithm. Like, Mm. you go into a bookstore and you say, I read this recently and I read this recently. What do you suggest? I still think that your indie booksellers are going to be the ones that are going to be able to match that better because there's so much more that goes into, if you're comparing a book like, I don't know if you're if you're saying I read the Hearts of Invisible Furies and I really like that, but I want something that's con- like that's um set you know in like post two thousand, right? And then you're like, but I, I don't really it doesn't have to be historical fiction. I kind of just want something funny. Like if you were to just like have a narrative like that, an algorithm is really difficult to pinpoint that, mm-hmm. which is why I'd say like talking to another person, i.e., a bookseller, is going to get you a better recommendation, but. When it comes to romance, at least for me, I feel like I'm very formulaic with what I want. And so it is easier for an out, not not that your booksellers couldn't do that, but I'm just saying I think this is a place where an algorithm can get it right more times than it doesn't. Right. So it's like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so it, it, it is possible for Amazon to actually pre- accurately predict what you want to read next based on your viewing, your your previous reads. Right. And obviously, everybody knows we're big proponents of independent bookstores and all of that. Um, but when it comes to indie published books that are on Kindle Unlimited, that are available on Amazon, um, that's a really great way to support the author because right. it helps that's them really the only place you can get their books yeah that was, quickly and easily yeah um but going back to the idea of like you know with the romance tropes and all of that and the formulas that's easy I think that that becomes really true as we've seen from TikTok um because the the TikTok algorithm I feel like really like, there's those jokes that are like, oh, the For You page, like, really said For You with this video. And I think so, that becomes... So specific sometimes. Yeah. Like... <laughs> and, and really fun. Like, uh, my friend Mark and I were like, one day, we're like, our For You pages are really different. But every now and then, we get, like, a similar video. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, um, Amanda, Lilacs and Literature, and my For You pages probably could not be more different like she'll send me some things and I'm like there's no chance that we have some overlap with where'd you find this (laughs) like sometimes you know everybody sees some viral things but my for you page is so curated to a combination of because it's it's book talk but it's not just book talk it's literally just like steamy mm-hmm. <laughs> romance which like puts me in this like 
in between where I'm like half on like kink talk and half on book talk. And sometimes I genuinely don't know when something pops up. I'm like, what side does this belong on? Because Mm. I honestly don't know at this point. Like we are just blending in to one another. And then my favorite thing that happens is when it's a random video and somebody has duetted it being like, this is this character from this book series. I was just going to say that. I was like my favorite like crossover experience of like the book world and like regular social media because tiktok has like like the world of thirst traps that you find like i haven't like because i feel like you know when instagram first came out the idea of like the instagram model was like a very generalized idea very quickly of like the beautiful girls with the long hair and the, the bikini photos and the perfect vacations but the men of TikTok, like, men don't do that on Instagram. But on TikTok, they're like, oh, I'm just, you know, here's me dancing. Here's me shirtless. Here's me, like, gyrating. And I'm like, is this a Gen Z thing or what? But, like, I love when authors will duet videos like that. And especially, like, cowboy romances. And then See, there's, like, the men chopping... No, I I don't read cowboy romances, but I follow a lot of authors and they're like the men chopping wood and they're like this is That's what I was going to say because you you're you're going to naturally see like Jonas like figures on your for you page. <laughs> you know, you know me. We've talked about this when we talked about the simple wild. Jonah is so far from my type. Like I love him, right? Like I love him. I love the book. But, like, he is not my type. Yes. And so there is no Jonas looking like – there's no bearded people on my For You page. It is all – it is all, like – I don't even want to further the statement because Tattoos. it's just going to come off as wrong. But it's, like – it's, like <laughs> – You don't have to go on. Anyways. All right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna further explain this, but let's just say I have. I have two very specific types. One is my husband, like that. That so there are there are guys like that, and then uh, there's you know the crime lord. And I'm not saying that like John could not also be the head of a mafia. Like I'm <laughs> I'm holding out hope that like some point in my future I'll learn this about him. But for now. I mean, it does do a lot with numbers and a lot with money, so I don't know. And he makes a mean hummus. He does. He does make a good hummus. <laughs> oh my god! So he makes. We've got the fig. The fig tree is almost back in season, Phoebe. So we're getting a lot of jams lately. Oh, tis almost time for new more fig jam and a fig Newton. Um, yeah, that Anyways. is so funny. <laughs> my my type is pretty much the same across the board, and thankfully, uh, maybe not thankfully, matches my husband. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just think it's especially like when I'm writing, I do think it's fun to think of like because that's I never like celebrity casting because. If I love a book and I love a character, I want them to cast unknowns because yeah. otherwise it's like That's I what I was going to say. I don't want to I don't want to like I don't know. I guess like the actor in me is like please hire me all the time, give me all the jobs, but the reader I also feel and- like at this point we're too old 
to know enough of the young actors that would play that well you would probably know a little bit more than me but like for for me it's like everybody that I think of is like a, a, a that would be in a new adult romance is like it's them 10 years ago right Mm, like yeah I'm not casting Rob Lowe (laughs) as a teen heartthrob right but (laughs) unfortunately he's not the outsiders era anymore I I totally agree with that and also I do think a big thing that is different now is obviously with um all the different streaming services like that streaming services are the best thing that ever happened to actors because you are able the shooting schedule for like a Netflix show is so different from a cable TV show because mm-hmm. it's when a sh- the it's not released weekly so you don't shoot like 10 episodes take a break do another five episodes take a break like you shoot everything in like a two to three month period so I think that there's more opportunity, especially when it comes to adaptations, for there to be the opportunity to cast unknowns. And I think that that is a fun thing that TikTok and BookTok have done is allowing you to, like, have that visual of, like – because no matter what, no actor is going to be 100% perfect. But for some reason, being able to find, like, you know, some guy who lives in – Chicago and he you know I was gonna say South Africa for my research oh well obviously hey Carl (laughs) Carl who never who saw my DM but left me on red (laughs) when I asked him to say favorite darling (laughs) the most embarrassing moment of my life I can never DM him again (sighs) but you know I honestly though and I know I've said this to you before um, he is he would be a terrible actor. So I don't un- care. Unless, he literally looks he looks exactly like how I picture well, recently. So unless mind. he has that exact personality, which is kind of possible with the way that he presents himself, it it would not be I I don't know. If you it's like if I don't use my ears or so you couldn't close your eyes because you would want to look at him. Um but anyway, yeah. this is a tangent. <laughs> well, the point being that like TikTok is a great place for book inspiration, I guess, and definitely books to add to your TBR. I actually started a legit Excel spreadsheet that – let me pull it up – that – to compile all of my TikTok recs because what I'd been doing was just like saving them to my phone or like saving them, like liking them and like scrolling through all my likes and being like, oh, what do I want to read next? And it just got to be too many. So then mm-hmm. I started an Excel document to keep track of them all. And I – it's titled Here for the Smut because – Obviously. You know. And my categories are I've got the book title, I've got the author, I've got the themes, tropes, subgenres, et cetera, uh, whether it's a reverse harem or not because that – at this point, it's, it's just important. like I need to know reverse harem or not. Like that's like it, – it's its own category. Um, and then I put a potential steam category. So like if somebody has ranked it, I will put what they ranked it as or like – convert it to what I think that I will based off of their scale usually like if somebody 
if somebody put like blood and ash as a five on out of five on the steam scale then i'm i'm immediately moving whatever books they recommend to a two on the five scale (laughs) and then other notes like who i got the recommendation from like who i saw it on tiktok from um what else author wrote any whatever whatever thing got me to want to pick it up like i i literally have (laughs) as one of my notes jacob's ladder and uh if you know you know (laughs) (laughs) i remember Uh, yeah, well, I know, I know, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, I know, and, uh, highly recommend. It is the Elite Kings Club series. I legitimately saw it on TikTok. I don't even know who the author is. I don't even know what it's about. I don't even know if it's reverse harem or not. I don't even know how steamy it is. I legitimately only have as my notes, Jacob's Ladder. That's it. That's the only note that I made. That's it. That's the note. That's all That's you the need. Note. That's all you need. So I'm basically have been just compiling all these things. I've I want to read like a lot of Omega verse books. That's like another. Um, Wait, I don't know what that term is. I've never heard that. So that, from what I understand, and somebody's gonna listen to this and correct me because I will be wrong. Uh, it's basically like uh, I think it's more in like the fantasy subgenre of romance where you've got alphas, betas, and omegas, like alphas being, you know, alpha, Mm -hmm. beta being beta, and omegas, I think, are, like, omegas, like, wilds, un, like, un, on their own. I don't know. All powerful or something like that is where I was going with it. But I could be very wrong. Wait, I'm, like, reading, I could just Google something. And I'm so confused. This is what it says. <laughs> okay. Omegaverse is an alternate universe in which males can get pregnant. It isn't always the most popular AU, but or alternate universe, but it's still used by others. In the symptoms, there are three main roles, alpha, beta, and omega. Uh, what do the three roles do? Alpha are more aggressive ones out of everybody. Larger, stronger, dominant ones. Um, yep. Then, Fascinating. Yeah. That's what – I wonder if that's – How did you learn about this? Like from a TikTok? Or yeah. – Here's Wikipedia. Omegaverse, also known as ABO, is a subgenre of speculative erotic fiction – Stories in the genre are premised on societies wherein humans are divided into a dominance hierarchy of dominant alphas, beta, neutral betas, and submissive omegas. So that's what that's what I had thought of it as. I did not know that omegaverse fiction typically focuses on wolf or other type behavior in humans. So I had heard like that stuff. Um basically like a lot of like werewolves and like things like that that's what i had known about it but i did not know about that other part interesting Interesting. well i'll report back because it's again like i said this is on my tbr i haven't read any of them but like they always pop up at the point where i am on tiktok it's like this is omegaverse and like all this other terms that i haven't learned yet so we're on we're going on a um cultural awakening here people i like never thought that i'd be able to learn more literary terms in my life until 
I went in like because it's like okay you know I like I like romance all right and then it's like okay well then we have to dissect every single aspect of it and there is an over like the umbrella terms the, the it is truly fascinating and I think literally one of the reasons why we continue to deep dive into this genre because it is and I mean maybe you find this with other genres as well but I think we've discussed a lot and I mean on the podcast and just individually with ourselves how the the need for escapism is so real in the last year and um the I think that's why like dark romance and these things that you'd be like I'm not okay with this in real life um but for some reason reading about it is just it just gives you that escapist thing that you need and and I think it allows you to think about things that you don't give enough time to in Mm -hmm. your everyday life right like I don't know. I've had a lot of really amazing conversations surrounding things like consent, um, mm-hmm. sexual preferences, um, how not to kink shame, like accepting of other people's um, like lifestyles and choices. Yeah. And, yeah. Different yeah. configurations of relationships, like things I never, I, I can't tell you I thought of polyamorous relationships much prior to reading my first reverse harem like I didn't Mm -hmm. think about it at all probably ever um and it's just it's just interest it's so fascinating to me and I really do enjoy like I I feel like this I feel like independent romances and specifically any romance recommendation I've gotten from TikTok has really taught me to be incredibly Mm open-minded into whatever I read like I am past the point where I'm going to shame any book like if I don't like a book I don't like a book that's it like that's my own personal opinion but I'm not gonna like I'm I'm past the point of ever calling a book like trash or like Mm -hmm. you know because it just there is a book out there for everybody um you know and short of like very problematic things of course like always that disclaimer but I, I really feel like in the past six months, I have just been like, wow, like there are so many books out there. We are barely touching the surface of what exists in this world. And like, who are we to say what's a good book and what's a what's a not good book when we have touched like 1% of 1% of what's out there? Totally. I 100% agree. Because I, I mean, I feel similarly where it's like, you know – how much of these things that we, uh, our, like, our gut reaction is like, ooh, a polyamorous relationship, a reverse harem, oh my gosh, like, how much of is that influenced by our own feelings about it, or is it, like, society's things of, like, these are bad, and this is not, this is not the cookie-cutter way of life, and, um, I think you can take that, that, like, eye-opening, Uh, thing into so many other aspects of life and into other genres as well and right it's I mean like I keep saying it's just so fun to read and the characters in an indie romance to me and maybe it's because I think we've had this discussion before I'm not really sure 
maybe it's because, you know, the editing is different and, um, you know, editing is more a, a thing that the, an author does for themselves. Be like, what is, like, it's not like, I feel like with a traditionally published book, your editor is there to be the eyes and ears of their uh, ideal audience. Right. And in an indie published situation, the editor is there to be like, you know, oh, (laughs) punctuation here, spelling here, maybe like flesh this out a little, but they're not saying this can't happen because it won't appeal to the mass market people who will read this book. Right. I feel like with a traditionally published romance specifically, there is a lot of, um, uh, it's almost like you're looking at the book through a filter. Like it's mm-hmm. like, it's like a little bit hazier. You've got, you've, the edges have been rounded out. You, you've got more generic characters. You've got, a main character who can appeal to as many readers as possible so that people see themselves in the characters. And if there's anything that I've learned in the past two years, it's that one, we should never be striving for whatever is like the generic thing that was going to appeal to whatever mass group of people because that is excluding a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of readers and it's and frankly it's wrong and it's close it's it's a little close-minded um and so with an indie book it's like it's hit or miss right like you're either gonna fall in love with the characters because they're gonna be so specific so niche so you that you're like oh my god I love this person right yeah or they're you're not you're you're they're gonna be like Maybe it's not for you. Maybe these characters aren't for you. But it's like when you find those books that are so – it's like the characters are so much more real because they're just unrefined, like, rough edges to them, I guess. Yeah, which I – so, you know, we talk a lot about how romance follows formulas and tropes. And something that I have found incredibly fascinating – is that, you know, we all can get burnt out by a genre. Like, I think a lot of people lately have been burnt out by the domestic thriller because it all feels the same. And you'd think with an indie romance, because the tropes in an indie romance are heavy. Like, if it's not heavy in the sense that, like, the the trope is very apparent. If it's age gap or, you know, brother's best friend um, you know, friends to lovers, whatever. The the trope is something that is very prevalent and you will never not know what trope you are reading. Yeah. Usually the author will say it like in the synopsis. Yeah. Like it'll be like, this is a mafia reverse harem. Right. <laughs> you but know it's going to be a mafia reverse harem. I have felt that I have not read two indie romances that are exactly alike, even if yeah. I've read the same trope. But when it comes yeah. to a traditionally published romance, when like, you know, I love enemies to lovers and I've read a lot of enemies to lovers or, you know, the, uh, the grumpy guy and the bubbly girl. Like those are the books that I gravitate towards. And more times than not, a traditionally published romance that has that trope that I'm automatically going to pick up because it's my favorite I'll be like, oh, I've read this book before. This is repetitive. Or this book had the same idea, but it did it better, you know? It feels cliche. Yeah. And I think that's a big reason why I've 
gotten on the indie romance train is that I can hang on to these tropes that I really like and enjoy, but it doesn't have that repetitive nature because, like you said, the characters are so, like, gritty and real. With the, I completely agree with you that with the independent romance, and I love traditionally published novels too. So again, we're not saying like one is better than the other. It's just I have been reading so many of these books and it just feels so fulfilling. Like I don't know how else to describe it other than I am falling in love with reading again because I, it's just like you've got the books at your fingertips. If, if you want one thing one day and another thing another day, you just switch it up. You've got, I've got like, so many books that I'm reading right now and I don't feel overwhelmed by it I just feel like okay I'm I'm gonna read 25% of this book and then I'm gonna switch and read 25% of this book and like you know right now I'm feeling like reading an age gap romance right now I'm feeling about reading a best friend's brother type situation Mm -hmm. you know it's like you just have so much available and um I just am loving this new discovery and I really think I mean obviously if you don't like romance and you don't like steamy romance you're going to be more limited in what you can find on Kindle Unlimited or you can find they do I will say because like I was saying being a sucker of a good cover there are some when it comes to a book that's on Kindle Unlimited it will specify like a sweet closed door romance yeah, like, that's true. I will say, like, indie romance authors who r- don't write explicit scenes or go really steamy, they note that, which I think is really great because you say say you love the genre, but you don't want to go to the super steamy side. There are some available because I look all the time and I'm like, oh, that cover looks so cute. And then I'll read it and I'm like, oh, it's probably, I'm probably going to be disappointed because it's not my style of romance, which is fine. Um, yeah. And vice versa. Like the other, the, the other, if they're, if it is going to be really steamy, usually the author will say, if it's going to have an alpha possessive love interest, it will say. So, you know, like if you're looking for, I saw TikTok the other day from um, one of my favorite follows. Mimo reads mm-hmm. um and she someone had asked her for uh like uh I'm gonna coin Diane's phrase cinnamon roll like love interests and just the like the sweet nice guys not the alpha possessive guys and she had a whole bunch of recommendations and so like there for sure are those out there too and Mm -hmm. I think it's really important because some people don't want like an alpha possessive Mm -hmm. main character because you've got you know they're not there's a lot of tropes that go with that that people may not be into so I think that's probably one of my favorite things about indie authors is I feel like they really really care about their readers in a way that they make it very clear up front hey because they're in charge of their own marketing versus Mm -hmm. Uh, one of, going through one of the big five or big four or whatever. Um, and so they'll be like, hey, I'm so-and-so. This is what I write. If this is not something that you're interested in, then this may not be the book for you. And I think that's so great. Like, I love that. I do too. It's one of my favorite aspects of it um, because I don't know a better way to phrase this other than nobody wants to waste their time. And mm-hmm. I don't think any, you know, 
no one, I don't think anyone regrets, like reading a book is a, is a fantastic thing, but if you are reading something that is not your cup of tea, it's like, well, you know, I got 25% in and realized that this is not for me. Um, when, you know, maybe if you're, if you're busy with work or family life, or you just have limited time to read, it's like reading 25% of a book and being disappointed by it is, you know, it's frustrating. So I think that that is something that's really great to be like, if you don't like these things, then you are not going to like this book. So yeah. don't waste your time and don't waste mine. And right. it's and not it's a like, great thing for the author too. Yeah, it's not gatekeeping in any way. I think it's a big being respectful of both parties. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, yeah, I've got about I don't know a hundred books added to my TBR now. They're just so, so many. There are some that I'm so excited about. So I've got. I'm I'm thinking of like big names in the indie world that I've been that I've added to my high up in my list. One of which is Penelope Douglas, and I just started her. I, so I read Credence, which is on tic, on TikTok a lot. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about it. <laughs> I don't know when we'll ever talk about them, but. I, I was unprepared. I was unprepared for Credence. Um, oh. But, I, and don't take that as like a positive or a negative that like, that's just what it, like, that's the statement. I was just unprepared. Okay. Um, But what I've kind of learned through seeing a lot of videos about her works is that she definitely pushes the envelope on a lot of things and like blurs a lot of lines or it's like you, you don't even see the tropes as clearly as some of these other books. Um. But anyways, so I started her uh, Devil's Night series, which is honestly has been on my TBR since I read from Blood and Ash back in October um, because when I was doing my Pinterest boards, remember that? Mm-hmm. I loved that phase. Yeah. I still want to be in that phase, but I just like <laughs> haven't had time. Yeah. It's my like <laughs> angsty side. Like my Instagram is all like light and bright and my like – my Pinterest is all like very dark and broody, like dark academia vibes. Um, but anyways, there's a Pinterest user. I don't know what we call them, but there's a girl that I follow on Pinterest who does a bunch of those boards for books that she's read. And she read the Devil's Night series and she has all these boards on them. And I was like, ooh, this looks, this looks sexy. This looks good. Like it looked really good based on her boards so I had thought about it like it had been tentatively on my TBR since then and then I kept seeing people talk about it on TikTok so I finally started it I'm very excited to see where it goes I love that I I mean most of the ones that are on my TBR right now are ones that you have recommended to me um, because I feel like when you started reading like indie romance heavily I was still like very much in Christmas land. Um, so you were. <laughs> I do have some great indie Christmas romances, I will say. <laughs> if anybody ever wants them, need a little Christmas in July moment, I've got you. Um, yeah, but, I was thinking about that. So I'm Christmas definitely playing catch up of like your favorites that you talked about the most. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I can't think of any specifically off the top of my head. But it's just, I don't know. I love reading on my Kindle. Like, picking up a yeah. physical book, I'm like, 
mm. <laughs> which is so but I still like go to the book like we just got they're back so from, heavy they are so heavy who would have thought let's quickly and now talk I try about to, when I sorry when I try to pick up my iPad now I'm like wow did I ever hold this it's so heavy <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say let's quickly talk about our Kindles because we've got some Kindle hacks to quickly oh, share yes. with you First of all, we both have the Kindle Paperwhite, the newest one that came out. It's waterproof. So if you read it's in the, the back like one, me, yeah. it's great. Kindle Paperwhite. I've had – this is my second Kindle. I had the other Paperwhite, the older one, virtually exactly the same. The Only this one's waterproof and has a pretty color on the back. And, of course, I got the green. You get the, the blue. blue. What's new? <laughs> um, They're actually like perfectly the read it or list it blue and green. I know. I noticed that. I noticed that. Um, yeah. Actually, Amazon made them just for us. <laughs> Partnership. <laughs> so we both have those. We love them. They have a dark mode option, which I feel like is key. Yes. Uh, I love that. And then you can customize like your font size, all that. And then the thing that I love that we both did to our Kindles, we got decals to cover the like uh, the front because the my old paper white was like white all the way around, but with the colors, they had the the color uh, background, so like the, or, or the color back. So mine's green, but then the front is a black screen. Mm-hmm. And I liked the way that the white looked when I had the book open. I don't know. Like that. that's like a weird little – I mean, I but always I get my iPad's white. My phone is the white one. Like I like the yeah. white electronics. Yeah. So it was like the one thing that wasn't – like I've got the silver laptop. I have everything light. I wasn't like a space gray kind of yes, gal when I came – <laughs> So uh, anyways, we found a decal from Decal Girl that perfectly covers the front so that it kind of makes it look like you've got a white paper white or a white mm-hmm. Kindle. Because the original Kindle still comes in white, but for some reason they didn't make the new paper whites come out with the white front. So And then there's, there's other versions, and I don't know what if like – because I know Kobo is another e-reader. I don't know if they – they have a um, – they have something similar to Kindle Unlimited because uh, yes. Talia Hibbert who had a, a Christmas novel called Wrapped Up in You that was a Kobo exclusive, which I think is basically like their um, Kindle Unlimited. If, so if you have a Kobo, you are able to, to utilize that. Um, so if you don't yeah. want a Kindle, there are other options, but I don't think you'll be able to get the same indie romances all the time. I don't know much about it. Yeah, I don't know much. There's also, you know, there's Nook and you can get the Nook Nook library, but I don't know what they have. Yeah. Um, Nook is through Barnes & Noble. Um, so there are definitely other re- e-reader options. So we're not trying to tell you one over the other, but I have had no complaints with my Kindle and I find it very user-friendly. And it was – I had heard that it was really difficult to get your library to sync up with it, but I've had no problems with that. So if that's if you're a big library reader, it's also pretty compatible. Yeah. So in um on readandwrite.com today, I will link the the decal if you're interested in that. And then um one of our favorite follows who I just got from Ashley um is fit teacher rachel she's on tiktok and instagram she actually has an igtv video that is a tutorial for how to hook up your library to your kindle so if you're having trouble with that um i'll link that video and maybe that will 
um, help you out a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been, as always, I mean, we go off in tangents in these episodes, but clearly we are very passionate about uh, the genre and all of these these fun things for us to talk about. So if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, it's the best, easy, free way to support Reader List It and allowing us to reach more readers. And stop by today's Instagram post at ReaderListitPod with your thoughts on today's episode. We'll be back next week with a new episode, but you can always find us on Instagram um, at underscore shelflove underscore um, and at read and write. And we're also both on TikTok. <laughs> we are. Same name. But mine's the same name, but you've got the underscore. I know. I am I copied Ashley. I'm underscore at underscore read and write underscore on TikTok because someone stole my username. And it's a boy. I don't know why that bothered me. <laughs> Oh, it's all right. You're 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 an original in my mind, Phoebe. Always. Thank you so much. I know we said it already, but all of the books and resources mentioned today will be found on readandwrite.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at read it or list it pod. All rights reserved 2020.